and welcome to the final Kraken One Open of 2022. I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. And on today's episode, we are going to bring you our top five beers that we covered on this podcast in 2022. I'm very excited. So we did this last year. I'll explain Mm -hmm. to you about how we do it again, um, how we did it last time. So each beer is a point. Yep. From one to five. Um, and then we add up, so if we have matching ones, they're going to have the total of both of us together. And we basically, from this list, try to create a cohesive top five list. Um, last year it worked out pretty good because we had some matching things. Yep. I don't know if it's going to match up this well this Not year. Not as much. I really uh, don't so think so. So we'll see. We might have ties. Our top five might actually end up having like tied for second place kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which will be, which will be interesting, but it's something I'm carrying over from when, uh, Dave and I used to do it in the old podcast, the two player bros podcast we used to do. And I think mm-hmm. it worked well last year for the beers that I think we're going to have some creative beers, most creative, most unique. Yeah. A couple categories, some, some honorable mentions, some honorable mentions for those that we might not want to like drink all the time, but, but we think deserve some praise because I mm-hmm. think you probably did the same thing as we, what did we, what did I, what would I want in my fridge if I open the door right now? Basically yeah. Top five. Yeah. Yeah. We also have with us. A beer to drink. A new beer. So we have a new beer. open for this episode. We're not yep. going to go crazy into it. It's just, it, a, but... just a little little bit of information. Um, but here's my question. If you yes. sip this beer and it's like balls to the wall amazing, mm-hmm. does this change your top five list? I don't know. <laughs> That's we what I'm sh- saying. We Is shall it? see. That'd be pretty funny, actually. Right. I didn't think about that until right now. I was like, yeah. wait, what if this beer's really good? <laughs> 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 Which it might be. It might be. Because what are we drinking? So this week we are cracking open Kent Falls Brewing Kolsch. That's it. Simple, sweet, just Kolsch. That's all I need to know. Right to the point. Kent Falls and Kolsch. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) So Kent Falls, as we have mentioned many times before, is a farm brewery. And in fact, it was the first farm brewery in Connecticut. The farm sits on 50 acres of land and focuses on pasture-raised poultry and pork, along with one acre of hops and uh, an acre and a half of cider apples destined for Never Sink Spirits, which is their distillery located in Port Chester, New York. Don't think I remember that part of the information, Oh, that they also had the distillery. Mm -hmm. So the farm's land has been in continuous agricultural use for over 250 years. Camps Road, homesteaded by the Camp family in the Med- 1700s and still home to some of the family members today sits quietly in Kent Hollow just a few miles from their namesake in Kent Falls State Park. Kent Falls says, quote, we care for the land as if it had been in our family for generations and espouse the same determination of those that worked the land before us and to uh, and do so while maintaining our rural community. Our goal is not only to make great beer and delicious food, but to craft these products in a manner which supports the communities around us. Social consciousness, sustainability, and brewery-supported agriculture is an inescapable part of who we are. Now, Kent Falls, like we said, is a really interesting brewery. So if you'd like to know a lot more about it, (laughs) I suggest uh, tuning into our episode from earlier this year featuring Buddy Sprinkles Saves the Day. Mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Ken Falls. But right now we have a lot more stuff to talk about. So I'm going to move on to the beer. So Kolsch, according to Kent Falls, quote, is a style that we have been excited about making for quite a while. Kolsch yeast offers a new presentation of flavors that we love from Endeavor Barley and classic German hops. 
tasting notes of soft fruit esters, floral hop aromas, and a delicate honey malt note in an easy, crispy sip. Nice. So on their taste profile for the Kolsch, Kent Falls rates this as an extremely crisp and clean beer, a moderately bitter beer, and a slightly malty beer. But they they kind of like, it was like a bar system, so I'm just kind of... Gauging compare, where the bars yeah, were. Like the full bar was clean and crisp, then like uh, bitter was like three quarters of the way, and then like slightly malty was like a third of the way. Sounds like a Kolsch. Yeah. So it clocks in at 5.1% ABV and was made with Northeastern grown Endeavor barley and select European hops. And that is all I've got on that. Nice. So the can, we'll go over the can real quick. It's got Kemp Falls logo on the top, which is mm. boats. Oh, it's a waterfall, but it's like a waterfall, but in steps, obviously. Yeah. With some, the blue rushing down these white steps. It reminds me of a hilly steps. landscape, yeah. but like sunset colors. It's, well, I'm talking about the logo of Kent Falls itself oh. in between on the thing, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so at the top of the band, the action underneath is the actual logo and it does look a little bit like a sunset. There's some like definitely some watercolor kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. There's the word Kolsch. It's just kind of like written like a pen or a marker, kind of like in a fun arts teacher kind of style. Yeah. And then there's this yellow sun, but it's also kind of transparent because you've got these beams on the left side or the right side, rather the can there yellows and oranges that get deeper and deeper into a dark brick red and on the left side it's a blue that turns to a green that turns to a dark green turns to a lighter blue and like a more true blue and then like a navy blue and they all kind of intersect so yeah that's pretty much the can it's really nice looking it's kind of eye-catching it was very eye-catching that's why we bought it well that and it said (laughs) colchon can't false Uh, made with Northeastern grown Endeavor barley and select European hops is what they actually say on the side. Kolsch inspired, inspired ale. Did we ever talk about that? A Kolsch can only be from mm-hmm. Kolsch? Yeah. Yep. So you can only say it's Kolsch inspired. Or some people just say Kolsch, honestly, and get away with it for being like a craft brewery, a small craft brewery. And yeah. Come get me, I guess. Yeah. And then you've got brewed and canned or one pint, 5.2 alcohol by volume. Brewed and canned by Kent Falls Brewing Company in Kent, Connecticut. Kentfallsbrewing.com or Instagram Kent Falls Brewing. They don't fuck around with no Facebook or Twitter, apparently. Uh, Why bother at this yeah, point? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's got a recycling logo. And then it says Northeast Grain Shed. It's got like a logo. So that's interesting. Instead of independent craft, they go with their, basically their farm logo. Yeah. And then the government thing on the left side. So yeah, it's a pretty minimalist can, but it's really nice. I enjoy it. You ready to crack it open? Ooh. Boobly. My beer almost exploded. Almost. Didn't the last one almost? Um, One of the more recent ones almost, yes. Yes, not yes. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, this looks like a clean and crisp beer. Got a big head on it. Mm-hmm. I tried my best to not get a big head, but I got a big head. Hmm. I've been accused of that before. It smells very interesting. I feel like it, yeah, a delicate honey malt note is pretty accurate. The carbonation is really sitting at the bottom. Yeah, it is. All right, you ready? I am. Cheers. Cheers. Just kind of smells like beer. Mm-hmm.
pretty solid. Hmm. If I'm being completely honest, it's not outstanding. Yeah, as far as cultures go, it's crisp and clean. Yeah, that's that's really like the but, most I'm getting from it. It's not, no, I'm getting this kind of like it's a this like this the second day is like it starts off crisp and clean, but then I'm getting a kind of a I don't know how to say dirty kind of taste at the end. But it, it kind of has this really kind of strange off bitter vegetal taste at the end. Yeah, maybe that's it. There's well, crisp clean with a vegetal taste. I mean, it's it's a fine Kolsch. Yeah, I. I've had better Kolsches. I've had worse Kolsches. Yeah. I've had more intriguing cultures as well. Yeah. Like Devil's Purse. That culture was weird, mm-hmm. but in a really good way. This is kind of strange at the end, but it's nice. I would have it again. It's, absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if we finish off this four pack for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll, I'll probably crack the second one open after this. It's just that I love cultures so yeah. much. Uh, I now just, that I maybe set my, my bars too high. I think because that's a problem it's because Kent it's Kent Falls and everything we've had from Kent Falls is absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Um, that this just kind of falls below astonishing. But I mean, that's that's a good problem to have, Kent Falls. We're not knocking yeah. this beer. It's good. The fact that it's just not like... Knocking our socks off. Like, yeah, literally like, <laughs> like oh my God, this is why God invented beer. <laughs> like, that's that's still a pretty good compliment. Yeah. All right. So shall we get to it? Yeah. While we're drinking this beer, we're going to get into our tops. So obviously we're going to start from our number one place or our number five place. Yeah. I was go from there, But it's worth one point. Mm-hmm. So my number five. Mm-hmm. Or, no, ladies first. You go first. What's your number five? My number five is Citrus Rescue from New Belgium Brewing. Ooh. And why is that your number five? That one really took me by surprise because, again, no offense to New Belgium. There's a lot of beers that they have that are really, really great. And then there are some that are just me. Yeah, I think we went over in the episode that I like their Voodoo Ranger series. But the Voodoo Ranger I don't series. I really tend to like anything every else. Every iteration of the Voodoo series is fantastic. Um, that being said, I could go the rest of my life without having fat tire again and be perfectly fine. Yep. Agreed. Um, but this one was so juicy and citrusy and refreshing. Like I, I think it was actually a collaboration with imperfect foods, which is how they were able to get like so much fresh citrus to be put in the beer itself. It was just, it, it stood out to me as a very unique fruited IPA. That was a very good one. Yeah. And your top five? My top five is Kick and Knowledge Salted Caramel. Ooh. So we had the uh, one of the other Kick and Knowledges. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a which couple years ago. flavor we had a couple years ago. I think it was strawberry. It was. It was strawberry. And that was awesome. Yep. 
But the salted caramel just took that to another level. Mm-hmm. And it was like drinking ice cream, but it was also like drinking a beer. It wasn't like drinking a, like a smoothie kind of a thick, hazy beer. It wasn't like drinking, yeah. you know, like the sours that kind of are thick. Mm-hmm. It was an easy drinking kind of IPA that just happened to taste like a salted caramel vanilla ice cream. Yeah. And that shocked me even more <laughs> than the strawberry one. I think, and it just worked so well. I think the strawberry was good, but strawberry is not something you can have like a bunch of in a beer. Yeah. When it's like an off flavor, like strawberry is like, why is this in a beer? Mm-hmm. But it was good and it tasted just like strawberries. That being said, strawberry IPA from who made it? The people that made Abita. the purple haze. Yes. Strawberry beer, which they took away. Strawberry ale from Abita was phenomenal. That, that was amazing. But that was strawberry in a different way. This was like strawberry yogurt or strawberry ice cream. Yes. So that it, kind of it strawberry was, it is was like a an different strawberry. You're right. Uh, so salted caramel, just the fact that it was, it worked so well, also tasted like ice cream. It was the best of both worlds in such an interesting way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever I think of the name Kick and Knowledge, I just picture the can. It also had one of the best can arts. I really like that. Like, in the classroom, kind of figuring out the science yep. of the beer kind of look on it. Like, I really liked that. All right. To number four. To number four. Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager. Really? That was so Wow. Good. I almost put that on my list, but I didn't. But I'm surprised you did. I feel a wolf. Let we'll get to it, but I feel like I had kind of a trend this year, and the, just the like, the sweet, the malt, the bready. Mm, I yeah, I I <laughs> that's something that I like would definitely have in the fridge during the fall all the time. Wow. Okay. Interesting. All right, my number four is going to be the. Jalapenito from I Berkshire Brewing. I knew that Brewing. was going to show up there somewhere. So I, I'm actually surprised it was so low. Uh, me too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this beer really, really was was really great. I think maybe the reason it's not higher is it's a summertime beer. Yes. So I think that Very is, seasonal. it's not necessarily, although I do have one that's higher that is definitely a seasonal as well. Um, but I think that it's something that uh, in the summertime, I'm always going to want, it had the perfect mm-hmm. combination of jalapeno with a little bit of spice, but it wasn't spicy. Nope. It just, I drank it with no problem. Yeah, so that says something. The spice was just there to tingle mm-hmm. in a really interesting way. And I think that had to, to probably do with the pineapple sugars as well, of which there yeah. was a ton of pineapple yep. and I'm talking fresh pineapple. And I think I found it so refreshing for one side, like, oh, there's pineapple notes in this and that. And it's like, yes, okay, I get it. There's pineapple notes in a lot of these hazy IPAs. Mm-hmm. But to actually have, and I think this happened last year with an apricot beer that was actually apricot. Yeah. Maybe on the cast or off the cast. Like to actually have pineapples in the beer was just like, oh, oh so good. So juicy. <laughs> it was just so juicy. And the pine- jalapenos also gave it a garden fresh taste. Yes. Which is something I love, especially when I make margaritas. Yep. I love putting like jalapenos in them or even like if someone puts fresh peppers in there. In That's their literally what it lends to it, though, is garden fresh. Exactly. It's not like, oh, jalapeno. It's just jalapenos taste and taste like a garden or like a freshly mowed lawn. Yeah. Smells. It's just, oh. Uh, 
just amazing nature. Yep. So I love that. The can was also kind of got that matte finish to it. Mm-hmm. It was glossy and matte. So when you held it, it was like it had that texture. interesting texture, which, you know, you're all about. I, as someone who's like <laughs> a five-year-old child, I'm like, ah, <laughs> cartoon jalapeno on it too. Um, but I thought that beer was just phenomenal. And I think, like I said, the only reason it's not rated higher is it's not so much a winter beer. Yeah. Okay. Or a fall that's, beer. That's fair. So that's a plus two on those if you're not keeping track. <laughs> All right. Your number three, my dear? My number three would be Left Hand Brewing's Oktoberfest. Okay. Okay. That was, again, the the sweetness, the maltiness, especially the breadiness with that because it it almost tastes, it's tasted so pretzel-like. Yeah, that was uh, the most pretzely Oktoberfest I yes. think we've ever had. So I'm not, I'm actually not surprised it's on the list just because of how pretzel it is. It was so good. <laughs> that, yeah, again, another one that I would have on hand all fall. Yeah, agreed. We went through those ones quick. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Disappointingly. <laughs> Mine is going to be, I almost wonder if I want to move some things around. Go with your gut. Oh, all right. If I'm going to go with my gut, yeah, I'm sw- I'm switching it up. I'm switching it up actually hardcore right now. Okay. The same things on the list, but they're they're all switching places. It's going to be Einstock Winter Ale. Okay. Einstock also Winter Ale was going to does not surprise me. It was going to be my number 1. Wow. But I have to move it down because if I'm going to say Jalapenito is not higher because of its seasonalness, mm-hmm. Winter Ale's got to be. Okay. So this one almost was number 1. This one originally was going to be my number 1. Wow. This was the first beer we had in the new year mm-hmm. of the season. And I said then that this was going to be on my top five. You did. And I don't think anything has beaten it really in terms of flavor, in terms of the perfect. It like it was perfection because when I drink a winter ale, I don't necessarily like the heft all the time. Yeah. You know, I like stouts, but I'm going to be honest with all you listeners out there. Most of our stouts that we get in four packs and six packs. Mm-hmm. The rest stay in the fridge because yeah. I can just never find an opportunity where I want to be weighed down by a stout. So, yeah. Yeah. Guinness. It, take, it takes a while. Drink Guinness all day. But most stouts are so heavy, so sweet. And I really don't like overly sweet things. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have a a winter ale that's got all those flavors, but it was light. Yeah. It was refreshing. Still tasted like it belonged in what Like when I'm drinking it, I'm like, I picture Iceland. I picture, yeah. you know. The the cold springs. That's what and, I love. Know, the their grass. website is just so. Yeah. <laughs> it's so descriptive. I loved I loved the episode in terms of like just the episode itself, the history of Einstock mm-hmm. and the history of beer in Iceland, and how like it was outlawed for so long and it came back. Like they had such a long prohibition on alcohol. It's crazy. And then wine came back, and then beer came back, and yet they're knocking it out of the park. And this is not the first Einstock we have had. Nope. Um, but winter ale was just phenomenal and that the sprucey notes at the end where it like kind of had like it was like you take you were drinking a tree in the best way yes i loved it so i can't say enough good stuff about it only like i could have it between now and like maybe the beginning of march and then i don't think it's a summer beer no and that's the only or or even spring or fall definitely and that's not. the only thing that kept it out of the number one spot So this is your number My number two. two. 
Number two is going to be Alvarium Crunchyroll. Alvarium Crunchyroll is your number two? Yeah. Wow. I think what? I might know what your number one is now. Okay. I might. Maybe. All right. I have two ideas for what your number one is. All right. Mm-hmm. Why is Crunchyroll your number two? That is tops for me in terms of rice lagers. Like, sets the standard. I, I don't I don't know what else there is to say. It's perfect. Perfectly balanced. Like I could drink too many of them. <laughs> All the and the dangerous thing is every time I have it, I need sushi. Ugh, I don't think that's dangerous. But I'm a glutton. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love that about Crunchyroll. It's, it's so light. It's so drinkable. It pairs perfectly with I mean obviously sushi but like i would say a a decent amount of food pretty much anything yeah yeah it's so light and so delicious interesting okay yeah it's i i could have that any time of year and be perfectly happy i was sure as shit that was gonna be your number one (laughs) it was a toss-up so now i've got two other ideas of what your number one is all right my number two Mm -hmm. number two it's always important to have a very good firm number two (laughs) is going to be new york dry cider original sin okay see that blows my mind because i thought that was gonna be your number one wait till you see what my number one is okay so this cider is amazing and i think it's your number one (laughs) uh I think it's it's champagne-y, it's light, mm-hmm. it's filtered, it's delicious, it's sweet, but not too sweet. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what apples are in it, but it's almost like there's a perfect combination of green and red, mm-hmm. um, or at least green in the way that there's sa- sa- more sour apples than sweet apples. And I think they blend perfectly to create this perfect effervescent beer that's easy drinking and kind of like crunchy roll. It's a, it's probably the only cider I've ever had where I've like, I could drink this like a nice filtered beer anywhere. Yeah. I think this would go with anything I have. It, that's cause it's so under sweetened. It's so, yeah, it's, it's very, not dry, it's dry, which I love. It is dry, but it's not so dry cause we've had drier ciders. Yes, we have. That's, that's fair. It's got that bit of sweetness, like a nice filtered, like lager or Kolsch would have. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies it to anything. And the can art, again, is beautiful on this can. It's one mm-hmm. of, I love that kind of semi pale blue. I'm a big Superman fan. So the primary colors oh, it get, speaks to you. Primary colors speak to me. But then it's, and it's got the red where the original sin is. But then it's got that artwork on the side of the can. Yeah. And that kind of 19. You know, the 19, like the 1890s to like 1910 kind of you said 19 and I was like, "Mm." yeah, like 1890s (laughs) to 1920s, like that, like New York just coming into it, its own kind of script and the lines coming off of like, you have a diamond box on the original scene and the line art comes off of it. I'm sure there's a name for that style, Mm -hmm. but I just, I adore that, that can, Uh, I adore the beer. It was just that cider, right. It's not even a beer. We got again, crack one open. Isn't and look all about at beer. you, Mr. I don't like cider. I know. At the beginning of this podcast. At the beginning of this podcast, because I had only had like most people and most people I talk to go, I don't like ciders. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you obviously you know, it's like just never m- had the good ones. Most people get knocked over the head with Angry Orchard. Yep. Which or is Mike's just, Hard, which is Mike's Hard Cider is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not. I don't wouldn't consider Mike's Hard even a true cider. And then Angry Orchard is just like fill in the sweet. It's yeah. just artificial and Jolly Ranchery. It's like there are good ciders out there. Take it from me, a person who even grew up not liking apple cider. I only like <laughs> apple juice. Uh, but hard ciders are can be phenomenal and i think that a lot of the craft brewery uh, ciders are really really good Mm -hmm. you know two roads even did one this year so i think it's it's becoming a little bigger in terms of people trying them out and i say go for it more ciders let's let's go with these apples because i can get my fruit in and my beer in at the same time my daily fruit and beer (laughs) at the same time uh but yeah original sin just like it it could have been number when i was deciding right there and I, I was going to mix it up. I was like, oh, maybe Original Sin should now be number one. But I think my number two is my number one when I've moved things around. Okay. Um, and I think you're going to guess what my number one beer is. But yeah. What's your number? What's your number one beer? I think you're going to be surprised, actually. Okay. It's going to be Norbrook Farms Beckley Furnace Ale. Holy shit. No, that's not what I thought. Nope. I thought for sure it was going to be Original Sin or uh, Buddy Sprinkles. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Beep, All, beep, right. All right. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> I, I barely even remember this beer. Tell me about oh, this beer. This is one of the best brown ales I have had. And this is coming from the person, like, my one of my top beers of all time is Bad Belly from uh bad sons mm-hmm. like i i this i feel like this was my year of like ales and brown ales amber ales like i just leaned so hard into them and lagers and marzins like i i feel like we strayed so far from ipas and hazy ipas <laughs> because we just got so sick of them right yeah <laughs> um that I just have such a new appreciation for this different style of beer. It's so drinkable. It's so perfectly balanced. Like I, I would say this is like, if I had to rate my brown ales, this would be second to bad Billy. Wow. Which is only available like seasonally. If not, it's completely irregular whenever we go there. That, like you can't tell when it's going to be on tap. I think it's, I think on tap now it's pretty standard. It might not be canned all the time, but it's not. I think on tap. I don't think it, it, it even is there. canned, which is why every time we go, I'm like, we're getting a get growler. It, gotta get a growler. Yeah, you do always want a growler. Yeah. I've never seen it in liquor stores. So that's, this is the leg up that Norbrook has is that they, <laughs> it's they actually can theirs and it's around this time of year. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm ready for eye. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. That blew my mind. As we got closer and closer, I was sure. I was sure I knew what you were going to have. Wow. And Buddy Sprinkles didn't even make your list, which blows my mind. Uh, Buddy Sprinkles also didn't make my list. My number <laughs> one is. <laughs> do you have a guess? This is going to be tough, but I have like two that I'm. It's a toss of. Okay. What is it? My number one. Beer of the year is Crunchyroll 
from Alvarium Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> was that one of the ones you thought it yep. was going to be? Yep. Crunchyroll is astounding. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's it's clean. It's when I hear filtered beer, I've never. I, I just thought it was like a buzzword, like fucking filtered beer. The fuck is filtered beer? Yeah. This beer tastes like it was filtered for cleanliness, for smoothness, mm-hmm. for like if you told me the water was taken from the Arctic Springs of a glacial <laughs> manor, sitting on top of a, a golden god like paradise. Like it's so refreshing. It is. It's so good. It can be drank year round. It's like everybody shits on Rolling Rock. I like Rolling Rock because mm-hmm. it's kind of like water. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what Rolling <laughs> Rock is. is supposed to be. As opposed to like other beer where they're like, ah, it's just like, it's flavorless. Like, no, it tastes like a bad tin can. Mm-hmm. Rolling Rock is kind of refreshing. It's It doesn't have a big taste. It's not amazing. It's not going to win any award in my books, but it's really refreshing and yeah. smooth. And Crunchyroll's got that refreshingness down. It does. Like it tastes clean, clean. And the rice and that little bit of sweetness you get and the tiny bit of malt give way to just all these flavors within a breath, within like a, ah. (laughs) it is an amazing, immaculate beer. I don't know if it's my favorite rice ale um, because there's another one we both really like, rice lager, because I mean, there's also Sapporo. Yeah. But Sapporo. I don't think is as clean as this. No. It Sapporo to me is just slightly off from Stella. I can see where you're coming from. I don't know if it's just slightly off, but I can get where you're coming from. That metallicness is still there. The kind of the beer is still there in a way. I feel like there's a lot of similar notes and maltiness. Yeah, Sapporo is definitely more malty and Crunchyroll is just so clean, refreshing, yeah. crisp. Just absolutely phenomenal. This the beer is just oh my god. Like like you said, you can drink. I love your description of you can drink too many of them. Like you I just could drink too many. I you don't want to stop when you're drinking crunchy nope. roll. You could drink them forever and it does make you want sushi because it's got sushi on the can. And the can art's amazing because it's a bunch the of sushi can art like is so good. it's a bunch of rice rolls like piled high. It's just really and it's got really that cool. metallic y salmon. It's got metallic y salmon coloring. It's mm-hmm. got the the white logo, crunchy rolls in that kind of like it's the English alphabet, but it's definitely in, Inspired in a, in a by... cuneiform style. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Japanese, like Chinese writing. It's just really, really a great can and it's a really really great beer and it does put you in the mood for sushi which is another plus because i love sushi i love sushi and i love that it makes you go let's get sushi because then i'm like oh yeah okay i'm not gonna ever say (laughs) no to unlimited sushi yeah (laughs) like it's just hands down like i wasn't gonna make it my number one beer yeah and then as i'm doing the list i'm like no it is because it's the only beer in this entire list. The entire list, other than maybe Original Sin Cider, which I'd probably get diabetes from faster, <laughs> <laughs> where I could drink five trillion of them. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I could just keep drinking. If you, yeah. if I was at a party, and granted, we go to a lot of parties where the people we party with like beer. Yeah. So Thankfully. they usually have a fair. What's up? <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. So there's always like a really great selection of craft beer with a lot of the people we know, a lot of our friends. 
But if I went to a party and they were just like, listen, man, I know I usually got a lot of stuff. All I bought was, 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 you know, 2,500 (laughs) crunchy rolls. I'd say, bring it on. Let's do it. (laughs) So yeah, that, that's going to have to be my number one, which makes the overall number one also crunchy roll. Yeah. Because now it it ties for, for, it, it crushes the competition with, that was your second, right? Yeah. So that's nine points. Nothing else matched. So with two points, your number two beer was what? Or number one or number five beer was what? Number five was Citrus Rescue by by New Belgium. So Citrus Rescue and Kickin' Knowledge both have one point each. Uh, number four on our list. You had what? The Vienna Lager from Devil's Backbone. The Vienna Lager and I had Jalapenito. Yep. So those have four. Uh, your number three. Oktoberfest by Left Hand. Oktoberfest by Left Hand and Einstock Winter Ale is number three. Mm-hmm. Tied with six points. And then your number two. Was Crunchyroll. Was Crunchyroll. So the number two beer is tied with my number two beer. Oh, no. Yeah. Crunchyroll by a mile is first. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know why I'm adding these together. <laughs> so, yes. Crunchyroll by a mile is in first yeah. place. And. The highest place other one has four points. Crunchyroll's got nine points. Yeah. And that's the thing is like it was it was such a close call for me for Crunchyroll versus Beckley Furnace. But Beckley Furnace was just like if if that was available year round, mm-hmm. it would be a different story. Mm. But all, I mean, to be fair, Crunchyroll is also not readily available. It's, it's not readily it available year round, on, but it's sporadic. Yeah. It's on rotation. Yeah. But it's not necessarily only fall, only summer. And that's the, that for me, that's the leg up that it has. But Beckley Furnace is just, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to find it again. Uh, crunchy roll for me all the way. Although original dry cider could have made number one. And so could Winter Ale. <laughs> all right. So uh, I have a couple of honorable mentions yeah. that I just want to throw out real quick. Sure. Um, Mango Smoothie. It was real tough to not put that down on the list. It was really delicious, really fruity. Was that your other one that I might have had for number one? Is that yeah. where you're smiling? Yeah. So mango smoothie. Smoothie was amazing. It's sweet. I got one more left in the fridge, which is actually technically yours. It is mine. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> it's, I know it's mine. You just got to have it. Another one is Buddy Sprinkles saves the day. Yeah. I was really torn about not putting that on my top five list, which is a Kemp Falls beer. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Kemp Falls. You almost got one on the top five this year. <laughs> Like, I really wanted to put it up there. Uh, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't a, a unique enough against yeah. the other people I've put on the list. Yeah. But Buddy Sprinkles was really good. We did actually get it after the cast as well. We got a second four pack yeah, of Buddy Sprinkles because it was so good. <laughs> and we got so many other packs of Crunchyroll. <laughs> oh, no. We keep getting Crunchyroll all the time. Uh, but Buddy Sprinkles was really good. Mm-hmm. And then I've obviously got a shout out. Geyser goes for coming back at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a stretch, but it's sure. a stretch, and we didn't do it on the cast, but it came back. I mean, we did it on the cast for our for second, our f- second or third episode. Exactly, it's an early one, but it just came back, yeah. and I love it so much. I can't do a sh- I can't do enough shout outs. Yeah, from my boy Geyser goes <laughs> the best beer in the universe. That's our top five list. What was the most? I we'll think. S- what's up? Go ahead. No, you go, ladies first. Well, I was gonna say we were talking about doing most interesting and most creative. Yes. So I did most interesting, most creative. Mm -hmm. So I think that we're both going to have the same for most interesting, but I want to see what you have (laughs) just to make sure. 
My most interesting would have to be Maku. Yeah, we finally matched one. (laughs) Maku was awesome. It wasn't a beer I could have all the time. No, but it's something that we would definitely buy over and over. Mm -hmm. Maybe not constantly. And it's also something that we would like I would like to have on hand if we have friends over to be like, you need, you need to, to try, try this. this. Yes, it's so, it's so interesting, unique, but it's not gross or weird. It is weird. It's not it gross uh, and just kind of like distressing. To people. I think it's just going to be people will have different palates mm-hmm. and maybe the texture will throw some people off because it's a little milky. Yeah. Even though it's a it's beer. It's slightly gritty. That's the, it's got that's a little bit of that grit to it, it but too. It's so tasty. It's so tasty. It's so good. It's so unique. Uh, and it really is, especially for people that like sake, mm-hmm. it's such a fine line between what is maku and what is sake. Yeah. Uh, like the cloudy sake, which I can't remember the name of. Nagori. Nagori. Like, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. And I really want to try the other flavors like blueberry and yes. whatnot to see what those taste mm-hmm. like. But what is your most creative? So... <laughs> Funnily enough, my most creative was a toss-up between Dogfish Head Mango Smoothie. Okay. And the the Kick It Knowledge Salted Caramel. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Interesting. They were both so creative, so unique. Like the, I've never had anything like either of them before. And I feel like there's, you know, I'm not gonna have that again. Which is why I have one more of each in the fridge. I just can't, can't let go. Drink. <laughs> Dear viewers, our fridge is filled with. It's a graveyard of beers that I'm one, afraid to drink. One up. last beers. Yeah. <laughs> can't drink that. No, it's Elisa's. That's Elisa's. That's Elisa's. <laughs> just like her one last beers that I can't have. That are just waiting for her. I'm sorry. I'm like this. <laughs> I have to go through a graveyard to get to the, any beers I can drink. My most creative was our most recent episode, uh, the frosted sugar oh, cookie. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I put yeah, mango smoothie yeah. and the other one on the list. Although I do agree, those are very creative. Frosted sugar cookie, just the way the flavors hit you at the right times, mm-hmm. separated the frosting from the cookie. Yeah. In what I thought was a really unique way, and I really find it interesting. People that play with mouthfeel and with flavor in terms of the times. Yeah. That they, because you really have to have that cookie flavor and you really have to have that frosting flavor, mm-hmm. and they really need to be separate. And I find it endlessly fascinating. People that can work on flavors being on the front end or back end of anything yep. and being like, Ooh, now it's a cookie. Ooh, now it's frosting. It's got to be on purpose. There's no way it's not on purpose. And they had and butter in there too. So cool. And it wasn't gross. Yeah. Because butter is literally one of the off flavors that we talked about. It is at making the class a, but- that we, a beer butter. Yeah. That we went to at New England Brewing Company. And somehow they managed to get it in there where it's like, oh, this is butter as in like the butter cookies that are like crack in the blue tin that I can't get enough of. Yep. Yeah. It was so cool and so unique. Southern Tier always does obviously amazing, amazing things. And Frosted Sugar Cookie, again, it's not a beer I'm going to have over and over again, even in the wintertime. But I'm so glad I finally found it. Absolutely. It's so good. So unique. If it was on draft somewhere, I would absolutely get like a shorter pour of it mm-hmm. all the time. It's it's really, really good. It's a beer I would absolutely like crack open and be like, you try this for yeah. anybody who likes craft beer. Mm-hmm. Um, just those flavors, the way they evolve is just really, really cool. Yeah. So I think this year was, if last year was the year of the Kolsch, this year has evolved into the year of the clean beers. Yeah. Just like, 
gone are the days of the hazy IPAs Ugh. and the apricot IPAs and the double IPAs. And it tastes like pineapple, apricot, stone fruit. Yeah. Passion fruit. <laughs> like, because beers are great and there's always a place for them. Um, but. And I feel like now when we have them like fewer and more far between, I can appreciate it more. We're not being as inundated because we're with not, them. Exactly. We're not being overwhelmed by it. I love that breweries are really starting to play with new beer types. Yes. Playing with Kolsch's, playing with Mexican lagers, um, playing with, you know, rice lagers, playing with brown ales. Mm-hmm. You know, go outside the the world of IPAs. There are other beers to try. There are other beers to experiment with. Yeah. Uh, there are refreshing, cleaner beers. I wonder beers. if that was honestly just like the cheaper option during the pandemic. I, was just basing everything on hops instead no, of bringing outside flavors. It was like that before as well. The hazy yeah, IPA train was headed the, there. The rise was yeah. already, yeah. It's just, it's nice that we're finally getting out of it. Yeah. And we're finally getting to a point where I a think- A new trend. I don't know if there's a new trend yet. I don't know what the trend is yet. You know, smoothie beers are kind of- Became becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot more um, s- people trying to do sours as well mm-hmm. that didn't necessarily do them before. But like I said, we're also seeing a lot more Kolsch's, a lot more lagers, a lot more ales. I think they're kind of working on the trend has fallen, but I don't think anything has picked up steam yet mm. in terms of what the next trendy beer type is. True. But I'm sure we'll find out in 2023. Oh. <laughs> so yeah that's all i got for uh for this do you have any other things you wanted to mention any honorable mentions or anything no, that was all, all right. i had well then i hope you had a wonderful christmas or hanukkah if you celebrate either and we hope that you have christmas hanukkah absolutely happy festivus for the rest of us as well <laughs> I, I hope that you have a very happy new year if you're listening to this when it comes out before new year's if you listen to this you know after that, during the week, it comes out a couple of days before. Mm-hmm. I hope you had a great New Year's. Yeah. I uh, hope you partied hard, but also partied responsibly. responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you in the next year where we'll find out what the new 2023 trend is together. Yeah. Will I find my top beer on my first beer again this next year? <laughs> that, yeah. We'll find out. And also much love to our Empty Mug Club beers. We didn't make a compile a list because there were just no, so many this there year. There were so many, which uh, is a good thing. It's but a we good love problem you to have. All. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. So thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your, with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwinopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwinopen or shoot us an email at crackandwinopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. Yes, we do. <laughs> what else you got to play? Uh, you can listen to my. Uh, you can listen to me. Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can listen to me on an, another podcast called Forgotten Cinema, a podcast with my buddy Mike Fielder, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the film simply didn't catch on with the audience in initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on ForgottenEntertainment.com, just like us, because we're all part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Aww. And then a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Should all oh, oh acquaintance <laughs> be forgot and never brought to mind? Should all acquaintance be forgot and the days of old lying sign? Happy New Year! <laughs> I should have expected that. <laughs>